This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. In a world without a single unified voice, humanity has been left searching for answers to the unknown. Now, one podcast has the power to change that and to spread its voice across the earth for all mankind to hear. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 61 of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and I do not podcast with my mic. He who podcasts with his mic has forgotten the face of his father. I podcast with my heart. And sitting across the virtual table from me is John Irons. Say hi, John. I podcast with my mic. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dad. I love you, though. (laughs) <laughs> and uh anthony is gonna join us tonight he's gonna be in in a few minutes he's a little he's running a little bit late but that's fine because we've got a few things to talk about we're gonna play a game of um actually when he when he gets here so you got that to look forward to and this episode is going to be kind of one of those episodes where we catch up on things that we've seen and uh we talk about some of the stories that are in the news which there's really not a ton of things in the news this week but uh one thing is that um the film version of The Flash, they've had a lot of setbacks and crew changes and rewrites and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we're not really sure when the movie is actually going to happen. I don't even think they've started filming it yet. But uh, possible, it's possible that a title leak may tell us a good deal of what the plot may be. Because at the Las Vegas Comic Con, uh, when they had the DC uh, Extended Universe panel... They were showing some slides of all the upcoming uh, titles, you know, like Justice League and and I guess Wonder Woman too. I don't know whatever they got planned coming up. Captain Marvel, or no, they're calling it Shazam. They're not calling it Captain Marvel. And uh, and then one of them came up and it just simply said Flashpoint. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you're a superhero nerd, then you know that Flashpoint is the name of a comic book series where the flash you know he creates that alternate reality where he never had powers and it sets off to a chain of events they tried to do it you remember the uh the flash episode that they did last season that was supposed to kind of be flashpoint <laughs> well they 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 kind of i mean depending on how you look at it they're still in flashpoint it's kind of sort of yeah like that basically he, he created these various ripple realities and he's just living in one now so if you if you consider Flashpoint anything beyond the original that he started in, um, yeah, I guess I guess it's still happening. 
Well, they could do Flashpoint a lot better in the movies because they actually have Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman as characters in that universe, which they didn't. They don't have on the Flash. They would have had to. I mean, if they if they wanted to follow the actual story from the comic, they would have had to replace Batman with Arrow and maybe Superman with Supergirl or something like that. Which they didn't do. Let's, they ended up doing something completely different. So, <laughs> let's be honest though. They they pretty much already replaced Batman with Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In almost every conceivable way. Yeah. I mean, I I don't watch Arrow on a regular basis, but Arrow that show has some of Batman's bad guys on it. That that. They've got Batman's bad guys. They've got Batman's good guys. He's got Batman's demeanor. Yeah. Like it's it's. I don't. It's not a bad show. Um, I mean, it has its moments where it's not so great, but over. I mean, overall, I enjoyed the show. But yeah, I mean, they 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 shoplifted heavily from the Wayne Manor. Well, I think that's originally that's what they they wanted to make a Batman show, and they settled for Arrow because the the plan was after Smallville went off the air, they wanted to make a Batman show, but they couldn't because the character was tied up in, in the, in the Nolan films at the time. And they didn't want to have at, at that time, they didn't want to have two competing characters on TV in the film. I don't know why they don't have a problem with it now. <laughs> with, with yeah. The Flash. That's, that's just, that's just dumb. I mean, that's, I don't understand. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, because yeah. they're trying to do this whole dual reality thing where you're going to have, well, Barry Allen from one Earth is on is on TV, and Barry Allen from the films is in a, is on another Earth. Yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it, it's it's like, it's almost like they're determined not to do it because Marvel did it. And you know, like when I was a kid, I would walk into a room and turn on the light, and my little sister would walk in behind me and turn off the light just so she could turn it on too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so so she could be the one to turn it on. That's kind of how I feel like like DC's uh, relationship with Marvel is in terms of the movies. Yeah, and I mean, but the thing is, Marvel Marvel's system is working. Exactly. That's so what I'm yeah, so DC like could have done could have. I mean, I don't want to say DC should have ripped off Marvel. No, they should have. I will say it. I'll say it. <laughs> they should have. The way that they're doing their films, they should have. You know, have. Have a movie for each character before you do the big movie that has them all together. You know, but they didn't do the Avengers first and then do all the standalone movies. They introduced us to the characters first. So far, the only ones that we've been really introduced to is uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. Batman kind of, sort of had his own movie, but it was really just half of the movie. And it wasn't even the best movie, you know? (laughs) But no. But we have to wait until after Justice no. League to get the Aquaman movie and to get the Flash movie. And I don't even know if they're doing a Cyborg movie. I'm thinking Cyborg is just going to be in the in the Justice League film. But I don't know. It's it's that whole you know that, that that's that's Wayne's basement, but that's not Wayne's basement. <laughs> you know? Oh right. Another thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, this is in the rumor mill. So Nicholas Meyer who directed uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And I think he, I think he directed Star Trek VI as well. But um, okay. he might be making a Star Trek miniseries about Khan. 
Oh. And um, he, he said a while back in an interview, I don't know if he was like at Comic-Con or something like that, but he, he was hired on to work on Star Trek Discovery. And he said in this interview that he was also working on another Star Trek project, but he didn't say if it was a TV show or a movie or a game or what it was that he was working on. It's just, I'm working on another Star Trek project. Well, rumors start floating around that he's working on like a limited series about Khan while he was uh, stranded between the the Space Seed episode and Star Trek Two. It's supposed to take place in that time. And he was asked about it, and he didn't exactly deny it. He didn't say, yeah, I'm doing that, but he didn't deny it either. I think his quote was, I, I, I cannot uh, comment on that or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, if that's true, I mean, that'll be interesting to see how it works. Because you don't get a lot of movies or TV shows where the villain is the main character. Especially in Star Trek. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That They... If they make him, I don't know if they're going to turn the Khan character into like a sympathetic character that the audience can relate to, like it, like it's the Sopranos or Bates Motel or something like that. But I don't know. That'll be uh, that will be strange. Um, and the other story that I had that was in the rumor mill is that uh, Disney. This one actually made me kind of sad. Disney is pulling all of their films off Netflix. Yeah. Did you see that? That sucks. Yeah. 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 They're taking them all off Netflix because they're going to start their own streaming service. And so when you're talking about Disney, we're not just talking Disney cartoons and Pixar stuff. We're talking Marvel. We're talking Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. And I was really happy. Yeah. Yeah. I was really happy last month when, uh, because Rogue One hit Netflix. I can watch Rogue One as many times as I want. And now I find out in the next couple of months they're yanking all that stuff. And that means when the Han Solo movie comes out, when Episode Eight comes out, none of that stuff will be coming to Netflix. It'll be going to Disney service, which is the uh, as, go ahead. As the as the good book says, Sean, the mouse giveth <laughs> and the mouse taketh away. That's right. I mean, you can you can go and subscribe to the Disney service if you want, but you know Disney stuff is usually not really cheap. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like CBS where it's just like six bucks a month. But it's it's the downside of the... I really believe that streaming is the future of Hollywood. I think DVDs and Blu-ray are eventually going to go the way of the VHS tape. And eventually, I think even broadcast TV, the way that we know it now, is going to give way to a more on-demand format. But they're going to have to work on this model of having to pay for every single little little thing. You know, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, this is, you know, this is part of the growing pains. Of, yeah. You know, the new technology. And I, and I think, you know, maybe 10 years down the line, we'll get the thing that we actually always wanted that cable almost did and that streaming almost does, which is I will pay, you know, X amount of money. And you give me 15 channels and let me pick the 15 channels that I want. Yeah. Because cable doesn't really do that. It, it says, you know, these you can have these packages of these channels. And so I'll, I end up with, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, Spanish language soap operas and, <laughs> you know, sports channels and a bunch of stuff I, I don't care about. That package includes the, sh- the channels that I do care about. And streaming says, okay, well, you can just have everything a la carte. 
and you know pay five bucks for this channel and four bucks for this channel and three bucks for that channel and, and I don't want to do that either so Hulu almost does it and Netflix almost does it and it'll unfortunately do it less since you know when Disney pulls its stuff but I, I think you know I, I think it's going to come around to that solution because it's, it's almost the inevitable solution or, or conclusion you know in a consumer based market like this is what this again this is what people have wanted forever yeah like I am fine with that that's that to me is a good deal give me the five channel package or the ten channel package or the 30 channel package just let me pick the channels and we're good they didn't do that before with cable because you can't just have NBC NBC is going to give you all the channels that they own so NBC owns of course the regular NBC but they also own like probably Telemundo or something like that and they own uh, three or four cable channels like USA or something like that so you're going to get all that I think they have sci-fi channel too yeah so you can't just go in and say, I just, w- I just want to pay for NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, and, you know, Sci-Fi Channel and a couple other things or whatever. The, just the, the four or five that I actually watch every week. And, and, and Netflix was, Netflix was good because they're, they're the ones that kind of created this, this market. And, the only thing with Netflix is that most of the stuff that was on there was old stuff. You had to wait until next season before the new stuff came out. Now all the um, networks are seeing what Netflix did, and they're saying, hey, you know what? We can make money that way, too. And we're going to create all of our own streaming channels, which everybody's screaming. um, All the Star Trek fans are screaming that they don't want to have to pay for Star Trek Discovery. They don't want to pay for CBS All Access. But unfortunately, in the time that we are right now, which is on the on the brink of what's going to be in the future, what streaming is going to become, we're in that section right there where they don't really know which way to go. You know, it's, it's got to be this way or that way. And if you're paying a cable bill, but then you're also paying for like five different streaming uh, subscriptions, then you know you could be paying $200 a month for TV. <laughs> Which is, uh, which is, yeah. I mean, when you look at it like that, that's crazy. That's that's a lot of money for TV. You know, I had to, it is. I had to cancel, and I didn't cancel my Hulu subscription. I put it on hold so that I could subscribe to the HBO streaming service so that I could watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it, yeah, because I mean, you can't. I can't do both. I mean, I can, but it's that's just a lot. That's a lot of money for TV. <laughs> yeah. Then, oh, oh, also. Um, LeVar Burton liked my tweet today. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, he um, he's being sued by reading Rainbow, which That's is just blasphemy. It's insane to me because I mean I know he didn't like own reading Rainbow, but it wouldn't be reading Rainbow without LeVar Burton. Well, even like just the spirit of reading Rainbow, like you want you want you want to think of reading Rainbow as like your kindly uncle. Yeah, or you know, like like that nice teacher that you know that that helped you learn math, you know, multiplication. You know, not I don't know the greedy lawyer <laughs> who was suing you because you decided to hum a song and this song is their copyright. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're at that age. I'm forty. You're forty at forty two. Is that right? Mind your business. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I'll put it. If you, I mean, if you <laughs> if you think about it, Lavar Burton has been reading us stories almost our whole life. But have you have you have I talked to you about this? Do you know his new podcast? Yeah, that's 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 what I was bringing LeVar up. Burton reads. He's doing this podcast called Lavar Burton Reads, and it's kind of a reading rainbow for adults because he's uh it, yeah yeah he's t- he's telling stories, but they're not like kids' stories, you know. They're just but they're good stories, and. um he started he started signing off saying i'll see you next time and um you don't have to take my word for it and that that kind of stuff the stuff they said on reading rainbow all the time and now reading rainbow is telling him hey you have to stop doing that you're making money off of the things that you said on reading rainbow and i'm sitting over here thinking who cares if he's making money off of it you're not making reading rainbow anymore Right. So what? What difference is unless you're planning on making another Reading Rainbow show, which I know they've got that uh, that online service. Unless you're going to start a new um, show, and Lavar Burton is going to be on it, and he's going to be saying those same things, and there's no reason to stop him from being able to say one or two iconic lines that that we all, you know, know of him. That's like that's like saying. That's like saying Jean-Luc Picard couldn't say engage on another show. <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it would be one thing if he was, you know, holding reading rainbow, you know, style events and had a reading rainbow banner and he's doing book sightings, yeah. you know, and reading rainbow didn't endorse it. That's fine. But he's effectively just a guy. Yeah. You know, we quote we quote all towards all kinds of shit on this show all the time. Like, <laughs> we just, you know, in fact, uh, our opening credits are loaded with yeah. You know the the idea that you know someone who participated in making this phrase a household phrase or an easily recognizable phrase can no longer use the phrase, and 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 basically to promote the same idea. It's not like he's you know, doing porn and saying it, you know, during his close-up. It's, he's, he's reading. It's still the same idea. It's the same yeah. thing. And suing just seems petty and pointless yeah. and poopy <laughs> and perpetually problematic and potentially... Not well, I don't think it's going to... It's not going to ruin LeVar Burton's podcast. I mean, all he has to do is just stop saying those two or three things that he says but it's just the fact that they're hanging all this up on a line of dialogue that exactly. a catchphrase that he said from yeah. a show that hasn't even been on the air in at least 12 13 years probably something like that yeah i was going to say like 20 the the only reason like it's it's on netflix now and so i showed you know my my kids some and i was like wow that was yeah. a long time ago I saw a clip of it a while back because I was watching an interview when he uh, when he first came out with the interactive uh, program online where kids can go and they can read books and they yeah. can explore the all these worlds. Uh, and um, they were showing a couple of clips from the show, and one of them was he was walking through a mobile home, not a mobile home, but like a camper trailer, you know. And he looks in the bathroom. And it's basically just a, a shower, but it has a toilet seat in it, you know. And he looks at it and he says, "There's a toilet in the shower. Wow!" 
I'm like, LeVar Burton is not that excited about seeing a toilet in the shower. <laughs> but when we were kids, you know, we were looking, oh, cool, they got a toilet in the shower. You can, you can use the bathroom well, that- at the same time. <laughs> Acting like we don't do that already. Right. <laughs> That's called being a man. Sorry. Sorry, world. Sorry, ladies. It's the truth. Sorry, guys. I'll let this secret out. But Things yeah. you learn on Cosmic Potato. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Last week was philosophy. This time it's pee. Right. So, you know, <laughs> we like to keep you guessing. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about this week, um, the Dark Tower. So the Dark Tower came out last Thursday, and I went to see it on Friday. Now, I mean, you've you've picked, I've probably said on the show before that I was really looking forward to this movie because I'm a big fan. You may, you may have mentioned may have mentioned it a few times. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Stephen King, but I'm a really big fan of the Dark Tower series. I've always loved those books, and um, but the. And th- this review is going to be spoiler free. I'm not going to say anything that's going to sp- like really spoil the movie. But if I had to rate the movie out of five stars, I'd probably give it three. Um, mm, not great. Ha- have you gone to see it yet? I haven't seen it. I don't. I'm. I doubt that I will see it in the theater. I'm. I'm. An, I'm not a particularly. You know, I'm not a particular Stephen King fan. If the movie looks really, really good, I might go see it. Yeah, and the movie looked—it looked okay. So I'll—I'll I'll, I'll probably rent box it. I mean, it is—it is a—it's a good movie. I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but you have to go to the theater if you're a fan of of the novels. First of all, I heard that it was—it was going to be a five-minute movie. Now you're talking about a 95-minute movie for a book series that is seven novels long. So, but they were just—they were just calling it. There's going to be sequels. Well, yeah, there's supposed to be sequels, and there's supposed to be a TV series to go along with it too. I don't know. I don't know if all that's going to happen. They're still talking about the TV series. Um, but as soon as I heard that it was going to be 95 minutes long, I'm like, well, they're probably just doing the first book. But then I, I didn't understand why they didn't just call it the Gunslinger because that's what the name of the book was, the Gunslinger. Why are they calling it the Dark Tower? So I go when you go to see this movie. If you're a fan of the books, you have to leave the books at the at home. You can't go in. You can't go into the movie. Anthony, you there? Uh, yeah, you're not in the middle of doing the show. Yeah, are I mean, you? We're, 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 yeah, we were talking about the Dark Tower, but I, I mean, I can edit this part out. Um, I wouldn't call it the yeah, middle. No, we're not in the middle. We're about maybe 15 minutes in. So I have nothing to contribute to Dark Tower. Me, me either. I'm, we're just listening to Sean. <laughs> I'll just I'll talk to the audience. <laughs> um, okay, so so the Dark Tower. Um, like I said, you have to leave the books at the door or at home. You know, if you go in thinking, okay, this is not going to be a direct adaptation of these novels. It's going to be something new then uh you know you'll probably be okay because it is a good movie it's just not a faithful adaptation and they're claiming that it's not really an adaptation that it's really like a sequel to the books because i mean i i know you guys don't know what i'm talking about but at the end of the novel series they kind of made it look like the main character roland was in this cycle where he was just going to keep repeating the same thing over and over. And so this movie is supposed to be like another rotation of that. And, uh, and there was a couple of clues in the movie that, that, that showed that that's what was going on. 
But if you had never read the books, you wouldn't know any of that. So, so would you say that's like behind the scenes stuff, or that's like a spoiler? No, that's not. A, that's not a spoiler. That's the explanation that the studio is giving for why this is not a direct adaptation of the book. They're say, they're gotcha. they're doing like a Star Trek 09 thing where this is an alternate timeline. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> you know. So they've got right. aspects from all of the books without really doing a faithful portrayal of any of the books. Now that the actors did a great job. Idris Elba was the perfect choice for Roland. And um and the kid whose name I can't remember right now, he did a really good job. And Matthew McConaughey did a good job as the villain, but the villain wasn't really written all that great. He had some he had some really corny lines a couple of times. Like he one of his lines was have a have a great apocalypse. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So so some of that was kind of corny and 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 I thought that the villain was a little bit too powerful because he can just look at people and just say, Stop breathing. <laughs> and they would just quit breathing and die, you know. Aww. So but I, I mean, I say all that to say that I do recommend the book. I mean, the movies, the movie, the one movie. I recommend the movie, but if you're a fan of the um, novels, you're going to have to leave all that at home and go in knowing that you're getting something uh, completely different. After these messages, we'll be right Hey, we're the Millennial Falcon Podcast, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. We're hosted by Anya Crittenton, Hai Chen Bui, and Willoughby Dobbs. The three of us met in college, bonding over Game of Thrones and Disney. While we've moved past Game of Thrones, we now bond once a week in a podcast that covers everything from superheroes to musicals to summer reading to Pokemon Go. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Falcon Podcast and listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Come for the hot takes, stay for the snark and puns. And the friendship that lasts forever. Hey everyone, I'm Christopher DeFilippis. My name is Skipper Martin. And you might know us as the hosts of 112263, an event podcast. But Skipper and I are here to announce our new podcast, which will be all about the new Hulu series, Castle Rock. Not only are we going to be covering the TV show, but we're going to be covering the Stephen King books and characters that seem to be somehow tied into the TV show. Not to mention TV movies and other theatrical movies, even the bad ones. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Right, Chris? Yep, we're going to do it all. So watch this space. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And we will be dropping our first episode in no time. It's about a certain murderous clown. Can't wait. Can't wait. Follow the Castle Rock TV podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CRTVPod. Visit our website at CRTVPodcast.com and support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash CRTVPod. The Castle Rock TV podcast is a Fractured Entertainment to Flipside Media production. Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we're the hosts of the World War G podcast. And we know Sean and John do great things. But if you need just that little bit more nerd in your life. A little bit more geek in your week. Then head on over to worldwarg.podbean.com. Where we talk about everything from movies and television. Comic books and video games. Check us out at worldwarg.podbean.com. Back to you, Sean. Where are the
Take over because he's got all the questions. Um, Anthony, did you? That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I only have nine. Oh. I need to come up with well, another really fast. Well, uh, oh, so, so I'm the only one who has questions. I didn't make any questions. I, I, well, I said, oh, really? Like because I don't well, know I what we doing. I knew so. that <laughs> we were going to talk about some other stuff. So I knew we didn't. We weren't going to have time to do thirty questions. So. I figure we would just do your questions. All right. Well, talk about something okay, else. Okay. So, well, I'll, I'll I'll explain the game to Anthony. Sean. Um, so, Anthony, the game is okay. called Um Actually, and what will happen is John will give a piece of information from a movie or a TV show or something like that, and a, a little piece of that information is wrong, and we have to kind of buzz in you buzz in by saying your name and whoever buzzes in first gets a chance to correct that bit of information if you correct it correctly then you get a point so basically we get to be hipsters and kind of go um actually what it really is and talk in this cadence so thank you actually (laughs) you know so uh so like if if he says something like uh, the Incredible Hulk is brown. Then I would buzz in and say, "Sean, yes, Sean. Uh, um, actually, the Incredible Hulk is green. You know, so that's the way it works." Um, actually, the Incredible Hulk comes in various <laughs> colors. There's there was a red, red Hulk. Hulk. I believe there's been a gray there was a Hulk. Red Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he's smart. <laughs> Sometimes it's Bill Bixby. <laughs> no, the Hulk has never been Bill Bixby. The Hulk has been Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> well, right, yes. Um, actually, wow. Bill Bixby was never the Hulk. Yeah. Start already. <laughs> right, okay, I get it. Now, the way we played it last time, we made it a little too easy because you got a point just for saying what it was that was wrong, even if you didn't know the correct answer. That's that's too easy. So if you buzz in, you have to not only know what it is that he said that's wrong, but you also have to know the correct information that's supposed to be in that sentence. So. And this is just a movie of trivia. This is not a... Uh, it's not necessarily wow. movie trivia, but it is, it is... It is... Mirror trivia? It's, 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 yeah, it's nerd trivia. Like, I'm, okay. I'm not going to ask. It, it won't, there won't be any atomic numbers. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you how many missions did the Enterprise fly. It's not, it's not, it's not like that. Uh, ready? Uh, ready. Okay. Okay. Um, actually, I was ready first, so I was waiting on you guys. Um, actually, we were already started the show. We were waiting well, on you. Well, actually, I was interviewing a guy, and it turned into a total bromance, and offered him a job on the spot. So, 
actually, I want to watch that Paul Rudd movie where he's getting engaged and needs a best man and the bromance. Uh, What was that? Um, Actually, the title of that was I Love You, Man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the one with, yes, the, good, yes, with the dude yes. from uh, Met Your, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Jason was, Siegel. Yeah, Jason Siegel. Yeah. There you go. That was a good one. So do I win? Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, we haven't started yet. <laughs> All right, here we oh. go. Okay, let's go. <clears throat> Question number one. In the Pirates of the Caribbean films, Will Turner seeks to free his father, Bootstrap Bill, from the undead pirate Captain Barbosa. Sean. Yes, Sean. Wait a minute. Repeat the question. (laughs) (laughs) In the Pirates of the Caribbean films, uh, and for the record, Caribbean versus Caribbean, that's not an answer. (laughs) Either is acceptable. Will Turner seeks to free his father, Bootstrap Bill, from the undead pirate Captain Barbosa. Oh. I thought I I knew the answer, but I said my name. I I thought I knew it. This is... Take a guess. You said your name. Is this the... I was gonna say, um, actually, um, um, actually, it was uh, Davy Jones, but I know that's that, that's not right. That is absolutely correct. Oh, is it? <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. So wait a minute. The guy it? from the monkeys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. What? No. Uh, I was thinking. I was thinking Davy Jones didn't come until the second movie, but I guess that's when it happened, right? So that okay. yes, that's when you see yeah. Or at least that's when you see him. They sent him to Davy Jones' locker, but you don't right. see him until the second movie. But okay. yes, Captain Barbosa is a different undead pirate. And he did not have Will's father. All right, I'm gonna. You want me to keep score? Was the? Uh, no, I got it. Oh, okay. Was the first one the one with the the heart? What was it? Cur- oh, the Black Pearl. That was the, the name Pearl. of the ship. But that's yeah, the name the, of the, the ship. Okay. One, the first the first movie was the Curse of the Black Pearl. Hmm. And. Uh, Barbosa and his men are, yeah, I guess undead. Is, they're, they're not quite zombies because they're not quite dead, but they cannot die. Right, right, right. They turn into corpses if they go in if they're in the moonlight or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question number two: In the Netflix series Stranger Things, a telekinetic girl named Eleven protects her friends from a creature from the underside. Sean. Sean. Um, actually, the creature is from the upside down. That is correct. But from the underside upside down, <laughs> you can say from the underside of a table and, you know, it's kind of on a different plane. Yeah, but that's not the same thing as the table being upside down. Uh, all right. Now I get this. If I go outside, I can't say I'm going underside. I'm going. I'm going outside. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Question number three: Cartoon Network really came into its own mm-hmm. in the late '90s with shows like SpongeBob SquarePants, Dexter's Lab, and The Powerpuff Girls. Um. Actually, SpongeBob SquarePants came out later. It was probably Johnny Bravo is what you're thinking of. Sean? That's not quite correct. <laughs> it, 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 did, it did come out in the late 90s. The Sean. very end of the 90s, but it was the late 90s. Yes, Sean. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, SpongeBob was on Nickelodeon. That was it. <laughs> 
SpongeBob. I, I actually double checked that. Yes, that they they were they were all in the nineties. SpongeBob SquarePants was on Nickelodeon. All right, question number four. Twilight fans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first off, before we go on to this, <laughs> since since it's so much easier to say Sean instead of to say Anthony, I'm just going to go by Tony because it's got a hard like a. Tony, I can, I can kind of hit that one a lot quicker. That's fine. That's fine. You can just say T if you want to. T. <laughs> All right. From now on, you have to buzz in with Cornelius. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Vanderbilt the third. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Twilight fans typically divided themselves into two camps, depending on whom they wanted Elliswan to end up with. They were either Team Jacob or Team Edward. I mean, I know what you're. I know what was wrong, but I don't know the answer <laughs> because I, I think don't. You, I, I think you, I thought all that was right. I was like, well, yeah. I saw a bunch of tween kids with the uh, Team Jacob and Team Edward shirts a couple years ago. So, huh? I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it again. Okay. I'm try to enunciate. Twilight fans typically divided themselves into two camps depending on whom they wanted Ella Swan to end up with. They were either Team Jacob or Team Edward. Um, actually, her name yes. was Ella, not oh. Ella. Correct the mondo. I swear I'm straight, please. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to get that. <laughs> no, the whole reason I put that question in was to shame whoever got it later. <laughs> so, so. It worked out well. It worked out I, fine. I, I knew that the answer had something to do with her name. I just I don't know what her name is. <laughs> so, there you go. So, the only reason I know that is because at the current job I was at when Twilight was really big, uh, the boss who just had a daughter named her after that character. Wow. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is the is the baby uh, like really emo and? Doesn't like to talk to people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is the baby I, a vampire? You're right. <laughs> could be. I mean, you know, the mom was pretty hairy, so she's probably part werewolf. <laughs> Question number five. Set in a futuristic, crime-ridden Chicago, murdered police officer Alex Murphy is resurrected by the OCP Corporation to become the Sean, cyborg police. Cornelius. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, RoboCop took place in Detroit. Um, nice. actually, it was also filmed in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true too. <laughs> yeah. Story wise, uh, it was Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, it's very now. good. I honestly, I would not have gotten that question. Uh, so you know, kudos to you. All right. There's a couple of answers to this one. So, thinking caps on. In the standard Spider-Man origin story, after Peter Parker is bitten by a radioactive spider, his first instinct is to fight crime to avenge his parents. Um, actually, he went and was on an amateur wrestling circuit where he used his powers. That is correct. He was shady. (laughs) (laughs) Point to Anthony. Um, and also, he didn't really never seem to make much of a deal about his parents. It's all about his, about Uncle Ben. Yeah, 
he stopped Michael Papa John from. Uh, if you don't know, uh, in that original uh, little piece of nerd information, that the original Spider-Man movie, the Sam Raimi one, uh, the guy that killed Uncle Ben before they went back and changed yeah. the changed the story in the third one. But the guy that originally play, uh, killed Uncle Ben is an actor by the name of Michael Papa John. Uh, who plays like an extra in tons and tons of movies, and he is from the Birmingham area. So there you hmm. go. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, all right, Prince Humperdinck never had any intention of marrying Princess Buttercup. He merely wanted to use her popularity to gain favor with the people before killing her and framing the neighboring country of Gilder. Sean. No, I don't know the answer to that one. I mean, I know. Wait, that's very confusing. You can't say each other's names. <laughs> no, oh, I'm saying no. You take it. I'm not. I don't have any chance for that one. No. I mean, yeah, I know that I've seen the Princess Bride a hundred times, but now off the top of my head, I can't distinguish what's wrong. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say that the neighboring country. Wait, 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 wait. I will ask it again. Okay. Give yourself, give yourself another chance. Prince Humperdinck never had any intention of marrying Princess Buttercup. He merely wanted to use her popularity to gain favor with the people before killing her and framing the neighboring country of Gilder for the murder. Nah, I don't know the answer. I got nothing. Uh, actually, he was totally going to marry her and then kill her afterward. That makes sense. The whole thing, the whole <laughs> thing was he was was the wedding. He was going to marry her and then kill her on the wedding night. Yeah. Um, and this, for for the record, initially I did have that question. I switched the names of the countries, but I felt like that was a little that was tough. That was too tough. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I I couldn't remember any of the names of the countries, and I can barely remember the characters' names in most things that I watch. <laughs> uh, for the record, they were from the country of Florin. And the neighboring mm. country was was Gilder. Okay. Now I need to watch that again. Yeah, it's always a good time. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's a solid movie. It's one of those ones where every five to seven years we'll end up watching it. But it's so quotable, and that's one of those ones where you hear people quote so many times. It's just I on the spot am not good. Yeah, that that was the only question. Not for that one. I didn't even bother saying the name of the film. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's showing theatrically here in Birmingham sometime this month. I should go see it at the Alabama Theater. And I'm sure before his death, Engelbert Humperdinck had a musical tour in Birmingham. <laughs> I'm sure he did, yeah. I'm sure he did. Welcome to uh, Birmingham Trivia. Question number seven. <laughs> no, question number eight. Uh, CIA agents Mulder and Scully investigated strange phenomena and government conspiracies in the series in the Fox series The X-Files funny thing they filmed an episode of The X-Files in Birmingham hmm. uh, <laughs> what about the Red Shoe Diaries yeah. what, what, what about David Duchovny's other show The Red Shoe Diaries right. how about that I, uh, I yeah. forgot about that show yeah, I remember that show yeah uh, repeat the question, please. <laughs> CIA agents Mulder and Scully investigated strange phenomena and government conspiracy. Oh, Sean. The Fox. Um, actually, they were in, they were FBI agents. That F- is correct. FBI special agent Mulder and Scully. Yeah. 
First name Fox, no relation. Right. <laughs> Question nine. In the Walking Dead universe, the zombie apocalypse occurred when an experimental pathogen at the Atlanta CDC was released into the general population. Um, actually, it wasn't a pathogen that was released, but rather a symptom that was in, well, spoiler alert, all human beings. And that when just people die, they become zombies. I will accept that. I'll accept that. Well, read the question again. Maybe we can talk a little more about Walking Dead and how it's uh, Birmingham adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if you go to the website of like 50 fun things to do in Birmingham, like 99% of them, it says go to Atlanta and. That's true. That is, yeah, that is probably absolutely (laughs) true. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's correct enough. That's correct enough. The, the actual thing is no one knows how the thing started. But it is it is it is correct that all humans now carry this thing, even though no one knows what what it came from. So to say that it was yeah. an Atlanta CDC pathogen was not the cause. Yeah, the CDC or, you know, the CDC didn't necessarily release it. They just that guy that worked at the CDC knew what it was. He was the one that discovered it. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's actually kind of a thing where in a lot of George Romero's films, it was never really quite explained what the zombie virus was. It kind of just depended on what time the movie was released and what sort of events and things were going on. Like, I don't know how much time you want to spend on it, but, you know, there was a, a nuclear sort of element to it. And the first one, it was more of like, what if it's an alien sort of... It was radiation that came from a from a comet that had come by or something like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, but I mean, in Dawn of the Dead was when there's no more room in hell, the dead shall walk the earth. So there was sort of a religious element to it. You had all those kind of religious and satanic films in the 70s kind of coming into vogue. So I kind of like it when they leave it a little open-ended. Yeah. Final, final question. Yeah. <laughs> Question number 10. In Groundhog Day, uh, Bill Murray's character repeatedly runs into his old college roommate, Ned Ryerson, eventually punching him in the face. Oh, that's a doozy. Yeah, you know how long it's been since I've seen Groundhog Day. Uh, Well, I'm I'm talking about Ned? Ned Ryerson? When he steps off the curb and he puts his uh, foot in the puddle and he says, oh, that's a doozy. That guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ah, can you repeat the question? I can. In Groundhog Day, and I, and I, and actually, I was I was typed this is the one that I was like was putting in last minute. That's why I, I just wrote Bill <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't remember his name. But it's Phil. So Bill Murray's character, Bill, repeatedly runs into his old college roommate Ned Ryerson, eventually punching him in the face. Um, actually, they weren't college roommates. That's a guess. That I guess say... is accurate. Please be more specific. Oh. Since, since Sean changed the rules this time. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. They were college roommates, but they were, in fact... Fraternity brothers. <laughs> no, afraid not. I okay. give up. I, I'm gonna, I think Sean, they know? were probably former co-workers. No. No, okay. They didn't, they didn't go to college together. They went to high school together. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. 
No points awarded. All right. All so right. what was the final score? Final tally. One, two, three, four, five for Sean. One, two, three for Anthony. And two points for nobody. And zero for the listener. <laughs> zero, zero for the listener. But they know a little bit more about Birmingham. And Nathan so. for you. <laughs> Nathan for John. So, right. are there any movies or TV shows that you guys have watched uh, recently that you want to talk about, Anthony? Um, why can kind of you guys fill time and I'll think about that? Yeah, yeah, John. What about you? I was going to say the same thing. Oh. Let me think about it. Um, <laughs> well, I tell you, I know one. I know one, John, that you've seen that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. Uh, Get out. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that in the theater. Yeah. Have we never? Have we not discussed that? No, I don't. Don't spoil so. it. I just watched it last week, I think, and uh, directed by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame. I had no idea what to expect when I when I started watching this because the only thing I know him from is comedy, but this is a horror right. movie. You know, and it was—I mean, it was a good movie. Yeah, I—I uh, I really enjoyed Keanu, and I love Keanu Peel. He's a very good director, and the fact that he did something that was so well received, and he's not going to be pigeonholed as, you know, the comedy guy. I'm yeah. very happy for him in his career, and I would love to see that. So, so, you, so you have not seen it yet? I have not. Okay. I heard a minor spoiler, and I'm kind of waiting till my brain forgets it to then go see it. <laughs> good, good call. Yeah, and it, it it's kind of a hard movie to talk about without spoiling because if you talk about the plot really at all, you're going to give something away. But yeah, it's 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 better to go in just knowing like as little as yeah. possible. Yeah, as little as possible. It's just because because. What what unfolded is not anything that I expected. Yeah. Although it makes perfect sense, which is which is personally what I always want. Yeah. From a film, mm-hmm. I want I want something that I don't see coming, but after it comes, like yep, that that fits. I'm good with it. Yeah. And you know, speaking of Keanu, uh, when I took the wife to see that, I actually I said we're going to the movies and took her to the movie theater and you know got the tickets and everything. Did not tell her what we were seeing until we were sitting in the seats and the title screen came up. <laughs> and, you know, there's something really nice about that, just having, just being surprised and going into something completely cold. Uh, for the new Star Wars movie that we're going to have coming out in December, I I haven't banned trailers, but I kind of mm. have a, been avoiding them. So I. I haven't seen the latest thing that's all around the internet. Let's just say that. Yeah, that that's it, you know, if you listen to the show, that's that's my standard MO. Once once if it's a film mm-hmm. or a show or whatever that I know I I'm gonna see, I from the point that I decide I'm gonna see it, I wanna really to know as little as possible. You, you mm-hmm. can call it a PTSD from a Terminator two when <laughs> yeah. like they were when they revealed in the commercials that Arnold was a good guy this time, I'm like, okay. And when you watch the show, when you watch the movie, clearly that was supposed to have been a twist that you didn't see coming, and it degraded my. I mean, it, it, obviously, it's still a great movie. It didn't ruin the movie for me. You know, I, I don't. It I don't takes it, I, it. It takes it, away that element of surprise because yeah. you're watching it thinking, you know, Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. He's going to kind of be there to take out John Connor or Sarah or, right. you know, whatever. 
where there's even that little bit where they're in the mental ward and you know Sarah thinks that they're gonna yeah. be killed by it and she's like and you know her son has to tell her like, no 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 he's a good guy he's a good guy yeah based on the first movie you know the way it was if you if you knew nothing about the second one you would assume that once again okay they sent another Terminator and they sent another uh, guy to stop the Terminator. Do you know what the working title was for the first Terminator movie? Um, no. Um, anyone? The Terminatrix? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Terminatrix? No. Uh, Robo Slasher? Oh yeah. Ooh. I didn't know yeah. that. Uh, Land- Land- Landa worst. Hamilton was from Birmingham. Hmm. Tell us more about Birmingham, Sean. She was not Birmingham. Actually, you know what I saw recently? Baby Driver. Oh, did you? Which okay. takes place? Oh. Which takes place in Atlanta? Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I think. So. Oh, don't pretend like you don't know, Sean. I don't know. <laughs> I've heard of the movie. I've seen the. I've seen the trailer, but I don't know much about it other than that. John, have you seen this? No, but Fanny Flag was from Birmingham. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, I, I, I heard it was really good though. Like it's, it's yeah, it, it's it was my, very my good. Uh, saw it in the theaters. Obviously, it's still out in theaters. Maybe in some of the second run theaters in early August 2017. So, Baby Driver. To basically sum it up, it is the younger hipsters drive. Uh, the Ryan Gosling movie. So it's about a getaway driver, and I don't want to reveal too much of the plot, but, you know, it's a guy that's named Baby, and he's a very, very good getaway driver, and Kevin Spacey plays sort of like a mob boss where he's arranging these bank heists, and, you know, there's different crews, and... This driver really has a connection to music. So uh, being an Edgar Wright film, it was very, very well directed. There is uh, a lot of the action in the movie synced to the music perfectly, uh, which is something that Edgar Wright did in a music video. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, The guys, there was a British TV show, The Mighty Boosh or A Mighty Boosh. A lot of those guys were in this music video where it was kind of the same deal where, you know, they're in this parking lot and this getaway driver's like, how long are you going to be? And the guy's like, whatever he says, like two minutes, 48 seconds. So he opens up a CD book and it's like two minutes, 50 seconds, two minutes, 45 seconds. And like he has all these songs basically for how long the heist will take place. So... He puts the CD on and he's kind of just jamming out in the car and everything's kind of just in sync with the music and there's so much action that's going on uh, perfectly with the music. And that's kind of what – it's not what Baby Driver's about. Uh, I definitely understand the reasoning behind it, why they were doing that, but a lot of the action does fit well with the music and it was – uh, very pleasing to watch, especially with the giant oneer that they did in the movie, which was kind of one long take where they did a very challenging sequence, which I'm sure they had to redo a lot of times and have a lot of planning and prep for. But it was good. Definitely go see it. I know Edgar Wright, um, who directed that. He's, I mean, he's a great director. He's uh, he's the one that made the uh, 
what's kind of loosely titled the Cornetto trilogy, uh, Shaun of the Dead and uh, um, Hot Fuzz. Uh, and, and the uh, World's, World's End. End. Yeah, World, yes. World's End. Yeah, and, um, and I've enjoyed those movies, especially um, Hot Fuzz is, is a great like spoof on action and uh, cop movies and stuff like that. And what from what I saw in the trailer, which I know this is more of a serious version of some of what I saw in in in, uh, in Hot Fuzz. So, see, it looks it looks to me it's it's serious, but it also seems like to take place in this slightly alternate reality. Oh yeah, like Fast and Furious type so, stuff. So, yeah, um, I was gonna say it's like almost kind of like not necessarily like because the stunts are impossible, but it's it's almost. It's, I don't well, know. It's, a, it's an alternate reality and, and, and cartoons. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's an alternate reality where Kevin Spacey plays a bad guy. <laughs> oh yeah. He, he never does that. <laughs> he didn't. Well, but he, he just didn't convince me in that role. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Shaun of the dead, there were so many visual cues and uh, there was a lot of visual comedy to it. Whereas, you know, a lot of movies in America, per se, like the comedy is more dialogue heavy or more relating. The comedy comes from the dialogue, not the music and action cue that takes place. Like I remember in Shaun of the Dead, there was kind of this music cue, like a music sting and Sean's holding a knife and you see the knife glare like perfectly with the music and it's just one of those you know funny funny sort of moments where a lot of stuff like that happened and there was a lot of stuff that was synced to the music too as well Well, yeah there's there's this whole there's a whole bit there's a whole scene where they're fighting zombies in a bar and they hit the jukebox and the queen song comes on and they're fighting yeah don't stop me now they're beating with the pull cues to the to the beat of the music yeah. yeah Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a lot of it is visual-based, and Baby Driver was definitely like that. Uh, But there's a whole reason for it and why this kid loves music so much. But it was a very good movie, and, you know, I kind of like cars and car chase scenes and things like that. I'm not really into the Fast and Furious stuff because, what are they, on 8 now? And they just seem like too far-fetched and ridiculous like yeah it's almost comic book cars whereas in baby driver uh, to my understanding they actually did most of that with real cars and didn't really fake like they faked as little as they could kind of like if christopher nolan would direct a car chasing movie you know they'd be crashing up some real cars and not just do everything on cg right yeah yeah and let's be honest, so, no one is that fast nor that furious. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's unreasonable at this point. What? Oh, I know. And well, they used to be car movies. Now they're like just superhero movies. And yeah, I saw this funny thing on the internet where it was like Fast and Furious fifteen, and it was just like The Rock in space with like a transformer or something. <laughs> we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That they 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 actually what? made a comment that they may make one in outer space at some point. <laughs> Well, I mean, every time a franchise goes to space, doesn't it die a little? Like uh, Leprechaun in space, <laughs> Jason in space, ja- which those are actually kind of fun. Yeah, Jason in space whatever. is one of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> Jason <Yeah>. X. <laughs> Check out the uh, the Leprechaun in space movie. 
But Edgar Wright, he he was originally supposed to direct Ant Man, and he did actually start working on Ant Man, and then he left. Some say he quit. Some say he got fired. The main thing was that he wanted to make his movie look completely different from what the studio wanted because the studio wanted this movie to look like it was in the same universe with the rest of the Marvel movies. He wanted to do something completely different and they just kind of parted ways. Well, when he left Ant-Man, he immediately went and started working on Baby Driver. So this is the movie that he left Ant-Man to, to make. So, See, I don't, I don't know that... I, I, would, I would say that um, you know, Marvel may have dropped the ball on that one because... Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy has a completely different cinematic style, and, and Doctor Strange has a completely different cinematic style. So it's not like you can't do it. I guess he was, you know, I guess it's always tough to be the first one to do something new, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, they were probably saying, "Don't try and be original; just try and be good." Um, you know that Robert Brand quote, but he probably wanted to kind of but then again i mean guardians of the galaxy that's such a good uh a pick to mention because you know james gunn did so many things differently with that and i love those movies yeah but they are so different than all the other marvel movies it's kind of like in a way i don't really think of guardians of the galaxy as a marvel movie see but i like that i i like that you will next year you know <laughs> th- literally the the universe is bigger than you know, than just this one way to see it. Like it should be. It should be. It should be science fiction over here and magic over here, and you know, um, just regular people with extraordinary skills over here. Like I, I like that, and I like when those things come together, when those elements are at play. That to me is, you know, the chemistry that I'm looking for when in a in a in a comic book movie uh, crossover deal. Yeah. Yeah, and Han-Chan said on this show before, you know, Ant-Man's like your heist movie, and then these movies, they're like your action movie, and then this one's like a film noir, so they kind of all are different in a way, but they all have to fit under the same umbrella. Well, I made a comment at the, I I was at a a convention a couple weeks ago, and I did a panel talking about, uh, the the panel topic was reboots and, and remakes and stuff, but I made a comment that I kind of stick by now because I think I think that superhero movies are the new western because if you think about it back in the 50s and 60s there were probably six or seven westerns that came out every year and some of them were heist movies some of them were revenge movies you know you had you had different ones but they were always westerns and 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 people went to see them it, they were popular well now we're getting to the yeah, point where, like- where we're getting superhero movies six or seven times a year and some of them are heist movies and some of them are revenge plots, you know, and that kind of thing. So I think the superhero movie has kind of taken over what the Western movie used to be. They just have to spend a lot more money on them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And everything's, everything's fantastical and, you know, flying through the air and doing all that kind of thing. And for what it's worth, I actually really like Deadpool not because of the adult humor, but because the story was just a revenge tale on a small scale where, you know, he's just going after that Francis guy. It's not, oh, this Francis guy has this death ray that's going to kill everybody on the planet or, oh, he's going to destabilize the entire world economy or it's not violence on a world scale. It's just, you know, get this guy. Yeah. 
Right. Exactly. And, you know, if if he all of a sudden just stopped what he was doing, he could abandon that uh, Deadpool and, you know, stop going after Francis and nothing would really kind of change. Yeah, we talked about that a little you bit. Understand what yeah, I mean? we talked about that a little bit when we did when yeah. we talked about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming because it was the same kind of deal. It wasn't the entire world was at stake or the entire universe was at stake. It was just. New York, you know, New York is at stake, or not even New York, but not just, even really yeah, New York. just just this neighborhood <laughs> is at stake. This one bad yeah. guy is doing bad things, and Spider Man wants to stop yeah. him. Yeah, one quick thing about Spider Man Homecoming, I thought it was so absurd slash hilarious slash funny that uh michael keaton and his crew of construction workers just became like flipped on a dime and became criminals because the government like took away one of their contracts (laughs) (laughs) aren't new york construction workers just a just a a step away from being super villains anyway (laughs) i mean they got the union so you know there's a little bit of a criminal element in there yeah this is just really this is falling down with superpowers. right yeah (laughs) <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I like that. Falling down with superpowers. Maybe they'll yeah. put that in. Falling maybe they'll put that in the honest it. trailer when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, John, did you have any movies you wanted to talk about? Um, no, nothing no. I can think okay. of. Well, I'm like I've I've seen. I'm trying to remember what I've. Seen. Oh, I actually saw Despicable Me three. Okay. Um, it was decent. It was decent. I saw it. Yeah, and. I saw this was a while ago, and this is not my choice. But you know, you do what you got. Despicable do. Me Three was your choice. <laughs> Despicable Me Three, at least I I liked them. Right. So I so I went in with some. I'm like I can I can probably get through this, and I didn't love them. You know, they, but they were okay. They were okay, and this one was okay. Um, but no, I saw Captain Underpants oh, when God. it came out. <laughs> it, is that the Trey Parker guy? You would oh, wait. think. Oh, no, wait, Trey uh, Parker was in uh, Despicable Me 3, yeah. Despicable yeah, Me, Parker yeah. Was, yeah, he was, he was the villain in Despicable Me 3. Um, I don't... I think Kevin Hart and... Uh, Sudeikis, I think, maybe, from us, SNL, are the... It, it doesn't even matter. Don't see yeah, I I have <laughs> I have not even seen... Not, I, all I know is that, that I there's... A lot of you to, there's a series of books called Captain Underpants... And now there's a movie. That's, still, yeah. that's all I know about it. So. It's, it's 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 based on the that's... books. I, I never read the books, but it it was actually it wasn't poorly reviewed. Um, and as much as I read the reviews, you know, like people were like, "Oh, it's surprisingly witty," and I see why they would think that, but they're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just because you are snarky and are self-referential that doesn't make yeah. you witty you know and just because you do a poop joke doesn't make you funny i'm not anti-poop joke but i don't know about basing the whole movie on it right yeah right you know, it was not there was there was like maybe once in that film where i actually laughed but twice twice um it just, it just wasn't i mean i fell asleep on that movie man yeah. that's like yeah. <laughs> and we were sitting close it was loud that's that's you know yeah. the Despicable Me series uh, they came out. I think it was today. I saw a story that said that that movie franchise is the highest grossing uh, movie series of all time now. So it's it's 
That's yeah. Wow. It's, sur- it's surpassed. That's not even Star Wars. Yeah. It surpassed all of that. That can't. But yeah. I don't know if it took into into account inflation. You know because. Uh, right. Obviously, yeah. it made more you money than what? Star I, Wars because you pay twelve dollars a person now. When Star Wars came out, tickets were like three dollars a person. So, I just I I disbelieve that. <laughs> <laughs> no, film series of all no, Indiana Jones yeah. no I'm no, Terminator. I said I said grossing. No. I didn't say popular. <laughs> I just said grossing. No, I, I got guess. it. But I mean, just the sheer numbers. Well, I guess if you include the Minions movie and, I don't know, merchandising, then maybe. That stuff's huge. Yeah. That's everywhere. That is a big chunk of the NBC <laughs> Universal uh, bottom line, those Minions. If the Minions disappeared tomorrow, uh, two-thirds two uh, two oh, of Facebook memes <laughs> would cease to exist. So... <laughs> you know what? We need less Minions and more Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a, let's here, have here. a new Gremlins movie. I, I declare it now. I'm going to. Speaking of which, though, I just uh, I went back and rewatched Gremlins two. It's been a while, and first one better. Second one has its place. Uh, forgot that um, Sauron was in it. <laughs> or not Sauron? Uh, right, right, right. Christopher yeah. Lee, Count yeah. Dooku, forgot, completely forgot he was in it, so kind of a shock to see him on screen. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely left me with some questions, like uh, the one guy <laughs> from Star Trek. You know who I'm talking about? From Star Trek. Uh, uh-uh. No. It's been so um, long since I think I, I could, saw Gremlins 2 one time. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen it. It was, it was, you know, HBO had its stable yeah. of... of uh, and I've seen it a few times. It it was, it's funny. It's funny. You know, yeah, it's not it's not good, but it's funny. Oh no! I mean, definitely worth a watch. And the reason why I watched it is because supposedly there is a documentary coming up that is about the making of Gremlins. And this guy from Star Trek was Robert Picardo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. He made out with the he made out with the transvestite. <laughs> well, I think spoiler. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was a female gremlin, but the fact that they you know sexualized the gremlin and then had it like go after this human was uh, a little little too much for a young Anthony. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was less disturbed by him going after. Or I'm sorry, by the gremlin <laughs> of uh, non-specific gender going after the human that I was the humor being so responsive to it. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that uh, kept me up at night in a bad way. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna close out this episode. Uh, you can join us next week. We're going to be talking about documentaries, but as for this episode, I'm gonna pull the curtain on it, and you can. Uh, Listen to the show on the website at CosmicPotato.com, or you can get it from iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play. If you go to one of those uh, places, you should go ahead and subscribe to the show so that you'll be notified whenever a new episode drops. And go ahead and leave us a rating and a review while you're there so that uh, we can make it a whole lot easier for new people to find the show. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, give us some ideas for some topics that you like for us to cover. And just go to our website and click on the contact tab at the top of the page, and that'll give you links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, as well as our email, which is mail at cosmicpotato.com. 
And I found out this week, actually, you can put in anything at CosmicPotato.com and I'll get an email. <laughs> Wait, so... What do you mean? What do you mean? You could say, like, you know, like, okay, for example, I don't have an official Cosmic Potato email, so in theory, you could put Anthony at CosmicPotato.com and then you will, it will get sent, It'll get to, sent you. to me because what it does is it... Uh, if there is, if there is, it's like, it's like yeah, prayers. if there is no like email, yeah, <laughs> if there's nobody out in the world that has they, that email address, then it automatically gets sent to me because I own CosmicPotato.com. It's great that the internet's like, you know what? Nobody's gonna have this domain but him. My mail lady, my, I mean, my mail lady does. That. How many Cosmic Potatoes yeah. could there be? <laughs> there's only one Cosmic. There's only one CosmicPotato.com. I know that. <laughs> Quick aside. Have you explained to the listeners the name and the origin of Cosmic Potato? Well, the origin is that John made it up, <laughs> and, and I mean it's supposed to it's supposed to mean that you know we're couch potatoes that like to watch sci-fi movies and stuff. So it's Cosmic Potato. That, that was the but, thinking. And Cosmic Cosmic, much like Atomic, makes everything sound yeah. cooler. But we yeah. When I just heard like, the name, like monkey makes everything sound funny. But we 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 don't just talk about <laughs> sci- like like next week we're going to be talking documentary. So we talk about all kinds of film. It's just that we wind up going back to sci-fi by the by the time the show is over, we've talked about Star Wars or Star Trek or Marvel or something at least once. <laughs> you know. So, and if, if, sci- you, if you if you if you want to expand the definition, you could say uh, it includes all of couch potato dumb. So thus, it is the cosmos of film and television that's why it's, it's, so it, it is cosmic the super fan talk podcast at the yeah as the subtitle so yeah sci-fi is the first yeah. love and then you know it's kind of a springboard for talking about so many other things if you are if you are yeah. a star trek fan you should really check out the other podcast that i do it's called the prime direction and it comes out once a month and i have a conversation with somebody who is a fan of star trek and we trace their fandom back to the very beginning and talk about the ways that the show has changed their lives and stuff. And this much, this month's episode went live last weekend. I had a very special guest. His name was John Irons. So there's that. He's not that special, y'all. <laughs> but he was a dork. <laughs> Let me tell you. But thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Join us again next time uh, for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast, when you might hear John say, "Dude, we took way too long. I gotta pee. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up." <laughs> Let's go, let's go. All right, there's a wrap on that one. You can go pee if you need to.